Hey, welcome to the podcast. Season season two, episode one season of the Jacob premiere. and Ian podcast. I am Jacob. I am Ian. And this is the Jacob and Ian podcast. We are so glad to be back. Dude, I am I'm so ready to just hear myself talk over <laughs> and over again. I know everyone else, all of our four listen listeners, maybe eight listeners now. Maybe. Hopefully eight. My I, mom I think if I, I heard that if you if you divide the amount of Instagram followers you have by like Eleven point seven. Mm-hmm. That's okay. how many people actually listen. Eleven. So 7. I think we're like one twenty-five followers. Okay. So we have like eleven people, maybe. Perfect. Maybe. Eleven <laughs> people. It's like eleven point two five. Um, I have a, a few people who come up to me and say that they follow the podcast page, but they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, they I just think follow like for the funny. Those videos are the people stuff. that are just really good friends. I think. Those are what you call no. They're called fake fans. Is what they're called. Fake fans, but good friends. <laughs> good you know, friends, they support fake fans. you, but they just aren't going to go that far. We, hey, which you know, <laughs> I don't blame them. I have, I have things I follow on Instagram right. that I may not actually participate in. Right, but uh, okay, it's the thought. I think if we if this podcast gets like super big and we have like a merch line, mm-hmm. I think we should have a T-shirt that says the Jacob and Ian podcast. Real friends, fake fans. That is good. I, just, I good think slogan. that's whatever I wear merch now around people that know I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. They always tell me they would buy the merch, but I just wonder. They're know? not. <laughs> they won't. They're not going to. I mean, I've worn mine like maybe five times. Really? Yeah. I, I have mine here at college. I'll wear it you, around your, campus. Your shirt? Yeah. And yeah, the hat. Cool. It's a good shirt. Yeah. Very comfortable. Uh, well, well Sorry, anyway. we're not selling merch, actually. We should, we're not, we should no, we're not dropping this. anything. It's just a podcast. <laughs> it's just two guys in a college dorm room just unless, singing. Unless people just start Venmoing us money, then I don't think we, we're going to yes. We're not gonna make merch. Venmo Ian $20, and we'll make a shirt for you. Okay, anyway, uh, anyway, we're talking about Lazarus today. Um, we're going to do a little something different, and we're going to roll the intro right now, and then we'll start after the intro. Here yep. we go. Okay, wasn't that cool? A little intro right beforehand, and then coming back. Hopefully that works out. I we don't know. We've never done it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, then whatever. It's fine. Well, I did say eh, it doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so today we're talking about um, Lazarus. Well, actually, a little um, background before we start. I want to say that we in the trailer we said we were going to focus on Jesus and only Jesus. This. Yes, and so we are. We still are. Let's yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, for this month, we're just going to focus on Jesus and his relationships with people and the people that um he was close with and the people he interacted with uh on the daily. Yeah, I mean, we're, this is this first month is really going to be devoted to Jesus and his his relationship. So we got Lazarus coming now. Or we got Peter coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, we have Mary, his mother, coming up. Perfect. And then haven't fully decided on the fourth one, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Y'all figure it out. But this month is really just going to be devoted towards how Jesus spent his relationships because that's a really, I think, practical thing for us to apply from Jesus because yeah. he had relationships just like us, and we could forget about that sometimes. And it's always, you know, the big thing in the Christian community is, what would Jesus do? Well, you got to be like, more like Jesus. Make me more like Jesus. So in the relationships that he has, I mean, I mean, none of them were, you know, romantic or whatever, mm-hmm. but all these relationships that he's had with his friends or anything is something that you need to model after and, and really reflect on and see how you treat other people and then that'll make you a better Christian from it. So hopefully this will be a learning experience for uh, not only me and Ian, but for you guys too. 
Um, but For yeah, sure. Lazarus was one of his uh, best friends. He really was, which yeah. is what we're going to kind of get into is something cool. Is that, uh, do you want to go ahead and dive in or do you want to, how you want to do it? Oh that? yeah. Okay. So before we start, I want to say one thing that uh, is kind of heavy. We're not, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because this is a fun podcast. Um, but one of the loyal fans of the Jacob and Ian podcast, uh, Roland Jackson, he um, he passed away in a car accident uh, about two weeks ago. Um, he was a really good friend of mine. Ian didn't know him very well, um, but he was in the uh, the band that I'm in. Um, I just wanted to give him a quick shout out because he was such a cool guy. He knew so much about all this tech and uh knowing all this stuff about music it was really really cool um and it, it sucks to see him go but you know he'll still listen to the podcast in heaven i'm sure along with uh jesus and paul hope yeah and we, peter we made it up there now yeah yeah he'll be drag racing somewhere up in there he's a big car guy yeah hopefully um, he had a yeah. business card on him yeah hopefully he has a business card <laughs> and hopefully jesus gave him a uh jacob and ian t-shirt so he made those yeah. yeah he makes those that that's how we get our merch line is we just order them from heaven and yeah. they'll just fall down yeah. to us like manna it's really cool manna from heaven <laughs> yeah. uh so what's really cool too about doing lazarus first here and i don't know if this was exactly how we play i mean it's not i mean it seems this is how it worked out but it's kind of cool that we're going to tackle lazarus and jesus's relationship first i mm-hmm. think because um it is something that kind of pertains to this and it is something that while it's a it's a great example of a really cool relationship that goes through hard times. And I right. think everybody can relate to that. Uh, so if if you're the type who has a Bible on you right now and can pull it up, uh, John 11 is really where we're going to be at because that's the story of Lazarus. It's, only, it's the only real place it's kind of found in the Bible. Um, but that that's where we're going to be today if, if you want to kind of look that up on and your own. And we know that every single one of you guys are sitting at your uh, your desk with your <laughs> Bible doing your quiet time listening to us make a fool of ourselves. So, I mean, that'd be great if you just grab your Bible yeah. or just turn on your phone, you yeah. know, whatever. Or, you know, circle back to it later. Circle back to it, make a note of it, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Don't just trust us. Look it yeah. up yourself. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, so, we'll start uh, with Jesus and Lazarus. The first cool thing I think about... Lazarus is like you kind of mentioned already him and Jesus were really good friends mm-hmm. and which is can, you want to kind of go elaborate on that a little bit uh yeah so Jesus was uh first friends with uh Mary Magdalene Mary Magdalene and yep. Martha her sister yeah and her sister Martha were they sisters of Lazarus they were Mary's brother was Lazarus. Okay, yes. Mary's so, brother was Lazarus, and then Martha. Yeah, it's kind of funny how okay, gotcha. the Bible puts it because it says the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus, so they were all so maybe, three siblings. It just kind of words it a little, or maybe they was like a broken. They could have had a little of that too. Like that? Yeah, you don't know. We but don't know. It, they were all related, kind of somehow. We know right. that. So, um, and I, th- I think it was the first time Jesus met Martha, or was it Mary? Uh. I believe it was it was no I think they had met before. I they mean there's not a, that's that's kind of there is some ambiguity with this story because mm-hmm. this is number one this is the only place it's found in the Bible so we can't really look into the other gospels with it. Right. And we also one of the most interesting parts about Jesus is we really don't see his day-to-day life a lot, you know. Which I think which I is, would love to have a just a book oh, I of would Jesus' too. day-to-day like his diary or I something. I think Jesus from age 12 to 19 probably had like the coolest life that I would like to see, but we don't know. And so we can't really definitively say a lot of things along this relationship, but what we can take is that 
he did have a really close relationship with mm-hmm. these people. This was not his first time going to this town. This was not his first time meeting Lazarus or Mary or Martha. And the he town had, was Judea. Yeah, uh, Bethany. Bethany. Bethany was the town. Yeah, in Judea, I'm pretty sure. Okay, don't quote yeah. Me on that. Um, but yeah, so Lazarus, Mary, Martha, and Jesus, who has he has a relationship with these. I mean, kind of just normal people. They're not his disciples. They're not mm-hmm. his close disciples. They're not in his family. They're just friends. It's really. just people you know and people that he liked to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story that is technically a chapter after this, but it happened before what happened with Lazarus, yeah. was that Mary washed Jesus's feet with the perfume. If you know that story, it's it's very humbling and very yeah. nice to. I mean, we'll talk about it uh, in her episode. Or yeah. no, that's different, Mary. Different, Mary. But, but we'll talk. I mean, it'll just read the story. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. So it's not super. We're not super sure. It's it, like Jacob said in the Bible. The story comes after John eleven. John twelve is actually where the story of the perfume is. But John mentions it like his readers would already know. So something mm-hmm. I had read when I was looking up stuff for this is that we can assume still that it happened after, possibly. But we also we know that whoever John was writing to knew that already. So maybe right. that's why he threw in there. We don't really know for sure because we're not John. We can't really talk to him. But So the way happened. the way I pieced this story together was uh, Mary and Martha first had this party for the disciples. They come over and Jesus was like, you're too anxious, you know, calm down and whatever. You know the story. Um, and then they, they leave and then they find out that uh, Lazarus is dead. And it is actually, it is in Judea. And uh, uh, what was it? Chapter 11, verse 7 says, uh, Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. So I'm assuming that's where either they were with Lazarus or that's not where they're from, but that's where they should be going next. Yeah, I think that's, that's one way. I think we would have to be careful because... We know that coming up on John 12 is kind of towards the start of Passover week. So if if we know that in John 12, 1, it says six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So I th- I think that would kind of point towards this event occurring before the perfume because mm-hmm. also that would put a really... It put a really tight deadline on Jesus okay. coming to Jerusalem because okay. we also know there was, as we'll learn in the story, there was there was four days that passed after Lazarus died, and so that would that would kind of put a really tight schedule because then Jesus is going to come right back around to and come into Jerusalem for his final anointing. So okay, there's kind of a couple different things to bounce there, but gotcha. again, either way, yeah. Um, they find out, uh, after they leave the town, they find out that Lazarus has died, um, or fallen asleep, um, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, so Jesus was like, we're going to go back because, I mean, it was a really good friend of his and he wanted to be with Mary and Martha. They, he wanted to see them. Um, I'm pretty sure he already knew that he was just going to raise him from the dead. Yeah. I think we, we, I, I think we have to assume that. Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Yeah. I think it's a safe assumption to make because, I mean, he is he is Jesus, he is God. He's going to know kind of what's to come. But um, I, I think it's really interesting, and I, maybe this is where you're going, but if not, we can kind of jump to there, is mm-hmm. verse 6. So it says that 
Uh, first of all, it's really cool that in verse 5 it says that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So Jesus had love for these people. But it says that, and then it says, So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, a.k.a. dead, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. So he kind of had like a waiting period mm-hmm. before he went back into Judea, which uh, I think is really cool because, number one, it teaches us that to be patient, that we're going to sometimes have to wait and be through hard times longer than we want to be. Right. And we're not going to get that immediate answer maybe. Cause I mean, I think as we'll see later, like Jesus could have immediately raised Lazarus from the dead mm-hmm. if he wanted to. Yeah. I mean, he could but, have just spoke the words. Exactly. exactly. So, but he waited and I think there's a reason that the Bible mentions that he waited two days and it's okay. because there's going to be things where we're going to have to wait in a hard moment longer than we want to. Yeah. Even though, yeah, God could fix this right now for us. We have to have that assurance that there's a reason that this is taking longer than maybe we want to. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, also, I love how Jesus explains to the disciples what he's about to do. It's because we always, the disciples and the Israelites are always the two people who are like, these people are so stupid, but really it's... <laughs> they're smart. But. Yeah, they're smart people. And I mean, it's us. I mean, yeah. it's a reflection yeah. of us. Um, but the disciples were so confused of like, why are you going to want to go back there? I mean, they're going to try to kill you. Like, aren't yeah. you just want to go spread more gospel while you can? Mm-hmm. And he says, it's like, he says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, uh, but I'm going to go awake him. He's like, but he's asleep. He'll wake up. He'll be mm-hmm. fine. And then yeah. the next verse, he's like, no, Lazarus is dead. Yeah, like, I, I do. Just imagine I do like that. Looking in the eyes of like, Lazarus is dead. He's yeah. not asleep. He's dead. Yeah. There's a, have you ever seen Anchorman? Yeah, movie. yeah, so yeah. there's there's a scene in Anchorman where, and I think it's two where Brick dies, and they say Brick is dead, <laughs> and we say that all the time in the house because we play Catan, and mm-hmm. Brick is in Catan, so like Brick is dead. But I, that's what I that's the first thing I thought of when I read this verse is and Jesus. Like, can't you imagine? Just, it was probably Peter. Let's be honest. Peter Obviously. was like, uh, Lord, uh, if he's just asleep, he's gonna wake up, bro. Like, yeah, come he's on, gonna be fine. You're supposed to be Jesus, and he's like. <sighs> Lazarus is dead, bro. He, <laughs> what else he can is I say? Literally, de- I was trying to break it to you easy. I was trying to just ease into this moment, but you are making me go here. You're making this difficult, Peter. He's dead. He's yeah. my friend and being a better friend than you right now, honestly, <laughs> Peter. Yeah. But he's dead, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. It um, is kind of funny. But yeah, they go. Um, they end up going over there and uh, spending time with uh, with Mary and Martha. And this is where it really gets gets heavy for me. It really gets super, super awesome uh, to show, to have Jesus show his character like this um, because we always see Jesus as, you know, the son of God, but he's all man and all God at the same time. Like he's God who put on flesh. So he feels and acts on or feels and uh, notices all these emotions and feelings that we as humans go through. And he's just seeing it from a different perspective, I guess, but he's feeling mm-hmm. all of that just as we would. Um, but this next, uh, these next couple of verses, um, what is it? 28 through 37 um, is really something that just shows how much Jesus like deeply yeah. cares for, for you and for, uh, for the people he loves. Yeah. Um, even when he was on earth, I mean, the people that he cared for, he truly deeply loved. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just like, it's not just one sentence. It was like, Jesus loved everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a whole like section out of mm-hmm. this chapter that says 
like how much can, he loved him and how much he cared yeah, for these something people. Something we can point to as an example. Yeah, really it's well. so so cool to me about that, how he yeah, loves. All that, that is something really cool and interesting about this story. I think I'll try not to use the word cool, but it, it is cool because yeah. um, there there's so many layers to this story. There's there's layers that I think we're gonna try to focus on more applicable. Uh, that we can kind of relate to more, but on like a theological level, on a like apologetics level, getting into mm-hmm. more tight, there is so much rich stuff. And like what you talked about, that we have this belief as Christians that Jesus is 100% God and 100% man, mm-hmm. but he's not 200%, he's just 100%, right. which is just like such a crazy, conflicting idea. And this, I remember being taught this passage uh, in high school and talking about it like this is such a great example of this of jesus performing this absolute crazy miracle that nobody else could do right which spoiler alert is raising lazarus from the dead yeah but also at the same time having this completely human action and reaction of just weeping over somebody Mm -hmm. that he cares about and crying i mean that like you said Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He had that power. Yeah. That when he touched him and when he spoke to him, he knew that he was going to come to the dead. But still, he just felt so much human emotion that his friends were hurting yeah. over their brother that died. And he was hurting because one of his close friends had died. That he was able to express 100% godliness and 100% humanness. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's yeah, just man. absolutely remarkable. That gets me every time. It's just so beautiful and just so humbling to know that someone loves you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I put in my notes, it says, uh, in this this section here, it says, um, it shows how much Jesus loves us and that he gave us this life. And knowing that this life has that in it mm-hmm. breaks his heart. Yeah. And that's why he wants everyone to have a relationship with him is because when you die, you'll be without that for the rest mm-hmm. of your life for eternity. You'll be yeah. with him without pain, without suffering, mm-hmm. all of this. And he came down to teach us that and him becoming all man. He, he went through that with us and mm-hmm. he know he can feel that. And he just, he'll know like from a firsthand like perspective is like, this is not what you need to feel like. This mm-hmm. is not okay. Like, yeah. Let me save you from this. Yeah. And, I just think that's that's looked over. Yeah, no one really just savior. thinks about yeah. that so much. Yeah, it's just Jesus loved you so much. He died for all your sins. I mean, that's great and all, but mm-hmm. like Jesus feels it. He knows mm-hmm. how you're feeling, and I just knowing that gives me comfort. Mm-hmm. And know, knowing yeah. that just Jesus knows what I'm feeling and knows how to get me out of that in a godly way. Mm-hmm. It just it brings me so much comfort and peace knowing that he can do that. Uh, for sure. For yeah. sure. I think ver- verses 25 and 26 are so important. This is, Jesus is he's responding to Martha who again, like her brother just died mm-hmm. and is just Jesus comes a couple days later than Martha and Mary thought and so Martha comes out to him, meets him and is just kind of peppering him with just hard questions if you know, she says in verse 21, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But she says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus says, your, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, I, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And this, which is this far, farther thing. And, and Jesus says, no, like, 
And he's just, I'll just read how he says it because I can't put it any different. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Mm-hmm. Do you believe this? And that is just so, so powerful. That, those verses are the hope we have in Christ. It's so beautiful. Everything. It's is, so beautiful. That is what it, when it comes down to us talking about hope or love or these things, it's that. It is that we can have hope in Christ that even though we're going to die someday, every single mm-hmm. one of us is, is going to die. And, and that that's why we need to have that relationship with him. Because when we have that relationship with him, when we believe in him here, we have that eternal life. We will we'll never truly die at all. Yeah. Because we can have that hope and abundant life in him found in death, which is just, it's beautiful. So mind blowing. It's beautiful, beautiful mind blowing, phenomenal, incredible. All the words yeah. that are can't really put it into words. <laughs> Indescribable. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. let's let's circle back to to Jesus and Lazarus's relationship, and this is what we were kind of hitting on with verses twenty eight through thirty seven, uh, where, like we mentioned, Jesus had such love for Lazarus that he is w- weeping over him. It's Kind of famously, like it's the shortest verse in the entire Bible, well, which is John eleven thirty five. It's, it's the shortest verse in the English Bible. I think there's a shorter verse in a different language. Okay, I can't remember what it is, mm-hmm. but I know there's a shorter verse, like because okay. it's like like uh, less characters than yeah something okay. like that. But okay. in the English Bible, yeah, yeah. So I know Jacob, you wanted to talk about this verse a little bit of John eleven thirty five. So yeah, I'm gonna I turn think it to you. I think this. Well, I kind of already stated or told you what I how I feel about. I mean these these verses here. Um, but I think eleven thirty five is one of the most powerful verses in not only in the chapter in the st- story, but in the whole entire Bible. I mean, just these two words, Jesus wept, shows how much love and character and uh just sorrow Jesus went through and felt that day and how um I don't know just how how much he loved these people um and going from this verse uh in in the next chapter and the next following you know one or two chapters Jesus dies I mean he gets yeah. he's crucified and knowing that this having his friend die made him go through so much pain and, and sorrow that he dies and mm-hmm. I just feeling that and what he felt mm-hmm. when he died and that and taking on all the sins of the world that adds yeah. weight. So this verse adds so much more to what we already know mm-hmm. of, of uh, with um, Jesus's crucifixion mm-hmm. and the uh, him defeating death and conquering sin and raising and coming back uh, and promising to come back is, it's just phenomenal. And just these mm-hmm. two words shows all of that. Yeah. It's so cool. This just kind of hit me because I was thinking through this is, the, the two times that we kind of see this type of emotion from Jesus or, or here in this story was Lazarus. And then we know that when it comes to time, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and praying to God, we know that he cries out mm-hmm. to God there. And so those are kind of, those are the only two times, both times circling around death. One yeah. of them, his death, that it's coming, but that he knew and was sent into this world for. And then one in this death of his friend. And so I think it's really, but we also, like we just talked about, we have John eleven twenty five and 26, which is telling us that we have hope through death. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really cool that Jesus kind of gets to our level in this story because he is having these genuine human 
emotions of crying and and weeping and just being saddened by death while knowing at the same time how much more we have in death yeah. and how much more eternal life and abundant life comes when we die. It's just it's just kind of mind-blowing and it's kind of hard to think about and put into words. But it's so important and I think this is where we can kind of go with this is this relationship between Jesus and Lazarus. Lazarus is one of Jesus' closest friends. And so I'm not saying that we replicate that, but for us, I think it goes to show somebody like Lazarus who we don't really have much other information on. And for all intents and purposes was, it seems like in some points that he was kind of well known because there was a good amount of people that were there at, uh, at his burial. But it's kind of just a normal guy. He doesn't really do anything. He's not a disciple. He's not Mm -hmm. a, really anything else and he's just Lazarus he's just a dude and so not that we can say like that Jesus can is going to physically raise us from the dead or anything but we can point to this and say like hey that's the type of relationship he has with us me normal person who's just trying to know Jesus he loves me mm-hmm. and he has emotion towards me and I just think that's kind of crazy that we have yeah. this great big savior God who still has that type of emotion. He's, he's for as personal as people. he is. He's yeah. so personal. And, uh, I mean, all the other religions like in the world, it's all no, no God is as personal as ours. Mm-mm. And, uh, there's no way that, that Jesus can love us this much without him, you know, being as personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no God is as personal and powerful as our God, and can do it. things like that. Um, and so, I mean, we didn't we didn't fully get to this part, but uh, later in the chapter, Jesus does raise Lazarus from the dead, which is what we yeah talked about. Um, he he tells him to to take away the stone, and that I, I always kind of funny Martha's response in that verse is she says like Jesus like it smells like really bad. In yeah, there. he's like, been he's he was been dead, dead for, for four, days. four days. Yeah. And Martha's like, it smells really bad in there. And Jesus is just kind of like, calm down. That's not a real big deal with what I'm about to do, I promise. (laughs) Um, And so they take away the stone, just like the stone got taken away when Jesus was resurrected. Mm -hmm. Um, And he comes in, prays to God, which I think is kind of cool and interesting. It says, Father, I know that you heard me. I know that you always hear me. But for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me and then calls out to Lazarus, just come out. And then Lazarus comes out. And I think what's really cool too is there's one other mention of Lazarus in chapter 12 with Mary and Martha, but that's the last you hear of Lazarus. There's <laughs> nothing it. else about him. It's you hear him that he's alive in cha- John chapter 12 because he's, uh, well, he's alive because people want to kill him. Yeah. Uh, in chapter 12, mm-hmm. verses 9 through 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people are trying to kill him. Because they know that Jesus used him as a miracle. Yeah. Uh, which I think that's another thing that we can take from this is Jesus can use you and can use you yeah. through hard time sometimes. But Lazarus, like you just said, that's a really good point. He ended up kind of being on the hit list for people because Jesus used him as a miracle. Mm-hmm. And Jesus can do things through us, and that's going to put us in hard situations sometimes. It's going to put us through hard times of waiting and um, learning exactly what he wants to do, but he can still use us in that same way, even though we're not 
even though we're just normal people, like we can still be used by him, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, one more thing that I want to um, add on to um, that I kind of just got out of this, um, this application of mine uh, and then we'll end it um, Two there are two verses that, so like I, we mentioned in the beginning, uh, my, one of my good friends, Roland passed away um, and it was really hard for a lot of our, uh, his friends and the people that we were around in his family. Um, so I, I was in grieving for a couple a couple days there. Um, it was really really hard. Um, but I I mean I read my Bible and I opened it up and I found these two verses that that really really encouraged me and I think it fits well with Lazarus knowing that Jesus felt this and he gives us uh, almost steps on how to uh, go about grief the right way because Jesus grieved and he still remained perfect until his death. Uh, he those that these next couple weeks that Jesus lived. I mean, he was under such immense pressure and sadness and all these emotions that us as humans would just crumble under. And he still remained perfect. He still remained uh, faithful to God and he still taught a ton of people, even though he was literally like sweating blood in the garden. Um, so these these verses, um, it's just two of them. It's um, 2 Corinthians 7.10. It says, For godly grief produces repentance, not to be regretted and leading to salvation, but worldly grief produces death. So when you grieve, when that when that grieving, that sadness happens, make sure it's godly grief and stay in the Word, stay faithful to God, and that will lead um, to salvation and, uh, and peace. Um, but worldly grief leads to, I mean, destruction and death, obviously. Um, and the second, the second verse, it doesn't pertain too much to, um, to, to grief and death. Um, but it's something that really got me through these, these past couple weeks. And, um, with what we're talking about with, um, Lazarus being, uh, Jesus's friend and Jesus being, um, so awesome and loving to him and to us and showing that, um, this second, the second verse, Psalm one thirteen three, and it says, um, "From the rising of the sun to its setting, let the name of Yahweh or God be praised." Um, so, no matter what situation you're in, no matter how crappy your uh, your day has been or whatever, praise God, praise God for the day that you have because He loves you and He knows what you're going mm-hmm. through and you He knows that that pit in your stomach that you just hate or something, anything like that. He loves you, so mm-hmm. praise Him for it. Um, yeah. But those two verses really got me through um, this past past week or however long it was. Felt like a year. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Lazarus and Jesus's love, an undenying, so believe, unbelievable love. Um, those two verses, I think, really would stick yeah. um, to what we're talking about here. So yeah, yeah, I had somebody I forget what we were talking about, but somebody in my class yesterday, uh, they they said that. Band-Aids are a good thing, like, when you think about it. Like, we, Band-Aids okay. kind of have, like, a negative content, you know, because you just got hurt. But but she was saying the Band-Aids are a good thing because they help you heal. And without Band-Aids, you wouldn't be able to heal. And so I think this kind of is in the same way, that even though that hard thing is happening and that you're maybe you're sitting in it and you just can't get out of it and it feels like it's not going to end, four days went by of just mm-hmm. them grieving and hoping for something. Um, however long that is, whatever it is that when you run to God in that moment, like that is when the biggest things can happen. And that's when the changes can happen is underneath that bandaid when you can rip it off Mm -hmm. and be able to have something completely new is something really cool. And I think that that's something that we can really take from this relationship of Jesus and Lazarus 
is that there's going to be difficult times. There's going to be um, times where we're going to have to grieve, but he still has that personal love relationship for you yeah. and that we can run to him and find hope in him through anything, uh, which I just, I think is really great that we have a God who is so great and big and powerful, but is still so um, just personal. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. really other way to put it um, and that he cares and loves for you. And he is uh, just in your corner. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's fighting for you, you, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, first episode in the books. I mm-hmm. uh, hope you guys liked it. Um, we'll be back next week with yep. Peter. Uh, Peter. And then uh, I really want to do the I am statements because the I am the resurrection is one I am uh, out of what, seven, eight? You think it's seven. Seven. Yeah. Uh, I really want to do something on that. I think yeah. that'd be pretty so cool. Right, yeah. Right now our plan, uh, we're going to spend this month doing uh, relationships, talking about Jesus centered relationships. Uh I believe April, which is when Easter is my mm-hmm. favorite holiday. We're going to be spending that mostly just talking about Easter, Easter week. And you already know week. that podcast is um, going to be a podcast for the century. It's going to be incredible. You already know. Uh, I know. And I think the other two months, what we're thinking right now, because uh, I think we'll do two other months other than that, but mm-hmm. uh, we're going to spend one of them talking about Jesus's uh, works and kind of signs he performs is kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of those is going to be about his teachings and what um, the things that he is specifically specifically teaching us, but uh, you know us, that can probably change too. So it, we'll it'll see. it'll change, mom. Uh, uh, but, but we yeah. do know that Peter is coming next because we're about to we're about that. we're gonna <laughs> stop this recording. Or we're just gonna start it back. So hope you guys like it. Hope you guys like the next one, and uh, we'll catch, catch you, you on, on the, the flip. flip. flip.